Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Watch we blow like a supernova. Come like a four-leaf clover, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Follow me through in the Carabao. It's Wednesday, 30th of August. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Russell. Welcome, one and all, to your wonderful Wednesday on the Football Ramble. And thanks to Aaron Young, for today's intro line. Bound for the reload. That's more like it. Bound for the reload. Oxide yeah. neutrino, remember it well. What young Az has done there is he's given a good line to get us going. Yeah. Some people, some of the lines, you think, that's not how you start We don't want Elliot Smith <laughs> or Nick Drake. <laughs> uh, I don't think, based on the fact that he's chosen Oxide and neutrino, I don't mm. think he is young. Yeah. I think also, he's young by name, but not by nature. I've realised from your dance into the show, which was slightly different to your normal dance into mm, the show, mm, Marcus, yeah. I know what was in Alan Pardew's head when he did that dance no, on the touchline at Wembley. <laughs> channeling it, channeling oh, the big man. Yeah. We're very similar uh, in, in every way. Well, you're both the king and you do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's absolutely it. Now, everybody, deadline day for the transfer window is this Friday, of course. And so is deadline day for the Football Rambles Patreon offer. If you sign up for a year's membership for our Patreon, you'll get a huge 15% off. So that means ad-free episodes of On the Continent, Upfront, and of course the Football Ramble, plus Ramble Uncut and access to the Ramble Discord for an entire year for a little over £45. We're extending this fantastic offer for an extra day to uh, midnight on September the 1st. That is your deadline. So head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble for more information. The link is in the show notes. Gentlemen, to the Carabao Cup. 
Oh, what, a, what an exciting sentence. Yes, indeed. Mm. Yeah, of course, this is the second round of the Carabao Cup. Uh, Which uh, never uh, technically ends, does it? The first one is straight after the final. It feels like it's just constantly, <laughs> constantly happening, and but you more, don't see most of it. There's yeah. more games. To, I mean, there's more games tonight. Andy's beloved AFC Wimbledon going to Stamford Bridge tonight. An empty yes, Stamford Bridge are. tonight. Andy, are you going to be there? I will be there. Yes. Are you? yes. If you see Andy, slap those high fives. Slap those thighs. <laughs> well, no, don't do that. Well, he's got his nice trousers on. He today. has got Pete Donaldson's trousers on yeah. today. But, yeah, but don't, you don't, don't give me high fives because uh, they sold out in the away end, so I'm hiding in hospitality. Oh, oh here we go. Here we go. Just all right. Give Andy um, a, a, a formal greeting and a nice firm handshake. Yeah, exactly. Him. Exactly. That With the be... appropriate dress on. That was... <laughs> Otherwise, you won't be let in. Indeed, yeah. Well, of course, this is the round that Martin O'Neill did the draw for um, when he was speaking to the balls and uh, that was very odd <laughs> very strange yeah he explain, was explain to people who may not have seen this what happened yeah so he was um w- w- essentially when he was drawing the balls out to to you know fulfill the fixtures he was speaking into the balls <laughs> rather than the microphone and it's, it's worth remembering that for a time he was known as one of British football's sort of great minds, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And he's now at the point where he doesn't know how to speak into a microphone. Yeah. He just said a number into the into mm. the ball. Yeah, indeed. This is odd. I think it is, but he, he pulled out Fulham at home to Spurs, of course. The match ended one or Fulham won 5-3 on pens. Uh, lovely stuff. Uh, and they did it, of course, um, without um, Marco Silverware being no, on the yeah, touchline. Exactly. He was serving a ban. He was serving because a ban. Because the, the uh, regime don't like it. No. Trying exactly. to keep him down. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's all a conspiracy, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and the, the, the real talking point from this game for me was the absolutely ridiculous situation involving Kenny Tete. Yes. Where, mm. where for those who haven't seen it, because perhaps... You know, I venture that you may have had better things to do on a Tuesday night um, <laughs> than, than watch this. Well, you couldn't watch it. Well, you couldn't watch it anyway, exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep up with the news even. Yeah. Um, he he, he, he had, had a problem with one of his boots, his football boots, and he had no replacement boot on the bench, mm. which to me seems like a massive oversight yes. from the kit man. Silver said that this just this can't happen. Yeah, and he he went off the pitch and down the tunnel himself. <laughs> he didn't yeah. even send someone to go and do it. Yeah. Did it himself because he, he could have um, he could have just, you know, Kind of muddled through, played on with one sock, yeah, yeah, um, disappeared in the middle of the game, and then Spurs scored an equaliser yeah. when he was off the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's yeah, ridiculous, it's absurd. I'm quite sure I'm he scored it. the winning penalty with that boot, though. Yeah. So it's a nice redemption story, but at the very least, if that is the case, yeah. we're even. We are even. Mm. But at the end of the day, as as Marco Silva said, uh, yes, the best team won, and the best team on the pitch will play in the next round of the Carabao Cup. Sticking Ooh. the boot right in there to begin. <laughs> right brave, in. brave to begin. Foot right in there. Doesn't have yeah. a boot. Doesn't need one. Exactly. <laughs> no. He does have lovely black shiny shoes, Marco Silva. Yeah. Every game, I always point that out to um, whoever cares. Which is brave, Marcus, because at Craven Cottage, you've got to walk across the pitch Indeed. to get to the bench, Indeed. and it can be very, very slippery. Yeah. Um, how how, do, you, them, how but... do you know that? Because you see it. Right, right. Jim, you've been there. Yeah, but it was like you were talking from experience. I was like, why is Luke well, because I've sounded across the people come up, come up if, the pitch? Yeah, but is that not why they're shiny? Because they've got wet grass over the top of them all the time. Possibly, yeah, Andy, possibly. I have, I, I have actually been on the pitch at Craven Cottage, by the way. Mm. Um, and they let you was, back in. It was only for five minutes, but still, we remember <laughs> yeah. it very well yeah. down at the cottage. Um, and Postacogli <laughs> was criticised for his team selections, Jim. Um, Too many Spurs players. <laughs> <laughs> that is not going to work. Yeah. This is what happened. What are you doing, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I mean, of course, um, as uh, I think it was in Sky Sports said, you know, they've only got one realistic avenue for silverware now, um, which is a dig. But Ange uh, said that uh, they don't have European football and therefore 
He he he. Can't... It's a good thing they went out of the cup. Yes. No. He's but he was saying, look, you've got some players here. I want to see them play. Yeah. They've worked hard. They're not just here to make up the numbers. And um, what do you think about that? Do you think that uh, this is an unfortunate? Well, it is an unfortunate. Yeah. He'll want to stay in stay in as many competitions as possible. Absolutely. And also, I mean, people kind of you know mock the Carabao Cup a lot, but it is we see so often. It is a sort of dis- destination point on a team's cycle, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Quite, we've seen, you know, Chelsea, Liverpool, City, so many teams win that yeah. on their way to sort of a, a period of, of success. So um, he will be disappointed to have gone out of that. And of, of course, you know, he's still learning a lot about his, about his players. There'll be sort of kind of what he, players he considers fringe players that he needs mm-hmm. to know more about. And it's it's uh, unfortunate for them. But, you know, if you come to the cottage... Yeah, you better not, well, better that, not miss. The, no, the, the contradictory thing there is the fact that the only person to miss in the shootout is Davinson Sanchez. He's definitely not interested in how Davinson Sanchez is shaping up because they're trying to sell him to everyone. Yeah, and mm-hmm. also he's not, he's, no, he's not been a part of Spurs' plans realistically for a no. while now. And look, I think it's a bit of both. I think, you know, you want Marcus, whoever it was who said it, and maybe it was Angie himself who said it, he needs an opportunity to see these players in a competitive mm. environment. Yeah. I mean, he's only just started the job. Mm. And um, he needs to know what he's dealing with. He needs to know how... Um, players are going to respond and react. I think he made five or six changes. It's, it's not, I, mean, yeah, I think it might have been a few more than that. But, I mean, you look at the side, it was still a better side on paper than what Fulham had. Yeah. Mm. Fulham made changes themselves, right? They did, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, Fulham had um, Carvalho up front, you know, who yeah. last season was on loan at Middlesbrough and scored two goals. You know, mm. they start Spurs start with Brazil starting striker. I know it's Richarlison and he did score. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that, that, that's the, the, the kind of difference. And there. ultimately, all this does is underline with the League Cup, great as it is in some situations, as Jim says, it's just part of too much football that we mm. have. I mean, Wimbledon will change half the team at Chelsea tonight. And that's away at Chelsea, which is a, yeah. a, a game that all the players will want to play in. Yeah, that's very, very true. Um, I, yeah, but, I mean, it was a good one. I felt, found the penalty shootout interesting. Oh, man, Harry Wilson's penalty was amazing. Beauty, in off the bar. But if you noticed, it seemed like, other than that penalty, Fraser Forster seemed to do the same tepid dive to his his right every time and so the Fulham players were just slotting it very calmly yeah. down the middle mm. or in the other corner I thought, yeah I didn't on. really pick up on that but that does make sense well, I think on Wilson's penalty he didn't even move I think no he did dive the, the other did way he? but okay. it was a brilliant brilliant penalty yeah. and so Spurs are out yeah. um, and very that's... annoying to get a Premier League team in the first round of or your, your first yeah, round in which you play isn't of it? course of yeah. course but I mean that's that's the magic of the cup it's the magic it? of the Carabao. Yeah, indeed. But you're right to say that, you know, when people are sort of saying, well, it's only the Carabao Cup, the, the big teams um, far more often than not do win it. And I think it was Vish that sort of said, you know, is it perhaps some sort of gateway drug to um, bigger trophies? You mm. know, I think it probably is. Yeah. And um, the teams that are in Europe don't come until the next round, of course, right? So exactly. that's, that's you do get a, another, if you're, if you're a kind of unfancied side that have a good mm. result in round two, you can still just be bombarded with another difficult team an even better team in the next round. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, speaking of Postacoglu, he's been getting uh, a lot of love, of course, by um, the majority of people, despite um, the criticism last night. He's also got um, a lot of praise from from Robbie Williams, who uh, I don't know if anybody's seen this. It, it, a, there was a regrettably, chap... I think we've all seen. Uh, it. Yeah, well, there, yes. there's a, there's a chap who wrote a song. I say wrote, who came up with a song to the tune of Angels by Robbie Williams. Um, and you know it's I'm loving Big Ange instead mm. and he was there and Robbie Williams was singing it with him and I thought look, Robbie Williams like, just wants li- to be involved yeah, yeah. I, I think Robbie Williams is harmless and I think you know he's, but he's a, there is a, a bit of a prat about him oh I think, a massive understatement Mark yeah I'm just I'm just wary he might listen to this and, and that video that video that people 
shared. Yeah. It was just like seeing Robbie Williams really strain to get those high notes yeah. from Angels. It's like, are we really doing this? Do we but, need to be doing this? Also, surely, like, you know, I'm loving Big Angel. I understand Ange Angel, but it doesn't really work. That Angel. I'm yeah, loving Angel instead. Angel. Angel. Angel is what I would have gone for. I'm exactly. loving Angel Ball instead, yeah. you know. Yeah. Makes way more sense. Definitely. But mm. doesn't Roby Williams like do UFO hunting and stuff now? Does he? he? Yeah. Good on him. I would do that if I had loads yeah, of money. Hence, I said he, he might listen to this. But uh, I think he didn't write the song, I believe. I think it was the other chap. Who did. Guy, Guy Chambers. Chambers yeah. Yeah. Guy Chambers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you mean the... the... <laughs> I don't think it exists. Is that Guy Chambers next to him? Could have been. I don't know what Guy Chambers They're really like. desperate for attention these days. Yeah. Um, and uh, Johnny Wilkes is involved, or whatever his name is. Jonathan Wilkes. Jonathan yeah. Wilkes, yeah. yeah. Uh, there we are. Anyway, enough of that bollocks. Um, so, yeah. So, Fulham are through. Lovely old job. Uh, and Fulham signed uh, Timothy Castan- uh, Castagna yesterday, yeah. mm. which uh, I think is not a bad bit of business, Andy. Well, you obviously it, do. It is if you can Tete. After the night that Kenny Tete had, do you want to replace him? <laughs> no, yeah. but Fulham, Fulham will, uh, you know, think they're planning big because obviously, you know, they'll be in Europe next season. And, exactly. Uh, be, no, I, I think it's not a bad. So why not get him if he's there? Yeah, he's versatile, right. right? He can play on both sides. Exactly. He so. plays. He plays in a number of different positions. Yeah. so it's not just bad news for Kenny Tete, I suppose. Yeah, but but it's. I don't think Tete's position is is under threat. I think Tete is probably the best defender at the club. You you, you certainly are. Really? Wow. Do you not rate Tete? No, not massively. No, really? No. Who do you think is the best defender at Fulham then? Well, bearing in mind um, Tosin Adarabayo is like I'm, I'm thinking he's. Yeah, that's that, that's probably. The I mean, look, I love well, Tim look, Ream, but I think I think Tete is a very good fullback. I, I'm I'm expecting a, a few more exciting signings from Fulham later this week. Anyway, are you? Yeah, I am. Go on then. What's, what's, the, what's the wicked whisper, Andy? Yeah. Well, I, I think he's all out there, isn't it? Is it wicked or not? Is it a wicked whisper or not? Well, I think is wicked. In the 1980s, if uh, <laughs> Lucas Campos signs. Oh, that'd be a nice one, wouldn't it? That'd very lovely. Very, very exciting. Mm. Yeah. Alex Iwobi apparently is uh, God on offer. Luke, you're not a fan. I mean, if you start Premier League games with Adama Traore, if Fulham start Premier League games with Adama Traore on one flank and Alex Iwobi on the other, mm. I mean, you might the, the opposite team just might as well not bother playing any fullbacks. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking Wes Anderson stuff. I said to you on Monday. <laughs> it looks great, but nothing happens. Yeah, okay. They don't contribute. Yeah. Just, I mean, Iwobi hasn't contributed in terms of goals and assists for a long while from off the top of my head. He's been all right at Everton, I believe. I think Has they, he? They, I think they... I mean, in the context of a struggling well, that's team. That's a shit context. It's, but it's... Well, quite. It's not, a, it's not an inspiring signing, is it? Mm. I mean, the other, the other way of looking at that, that, from his perspective, imagine not having to play for Everton anymore. <clears throat> yeah. That, that's an enormous plus. Also, if a Campos arrives, he does the running of like five players. Well, so does Andres Pereira. So, it would be very weird if Everton sold him, but I, I suppose they need money. Well, I just I just think that he obviously wants, he obviously needs a, a refresh and he needs to move out of there and, and, and maybe if Marco Silva feels like he can get a tune out of him, fine. But I mean, come on. Mm. Like, he hasn't done anything for ages, honestly. Yeah. And, I know, I know, and, you, and the problem is he come through at Arsenal he come, and he had a decent time of it at Arsenal, but he's perhaps on the fringes. He went for a massive fee. He did. Yeah, yeah. As, as a lot of players yeah, did to did. Everton. Um, and, it's, and it's stagnated there because it's Everton and they're in a the right old state. Um, if he can refresh and he can come and get out of that environment and be in a more positive environment, maybe he can do something. But mm. I just think... You know, it's not the most exciting thing. I think Campos is a really exciting prospect. He doesn't really get that many goals, but he, he kind of pushes but everyone creates, forward, right? He creates yeah. the tempo for the whole team. Right. He does loads of work at both ends of the pitch. Um, he was great in the back half of last season, good in the Europa League final as well. No-look pens, they're the thing. 
If you're a goalkeeper, if he's looking one way, he's putting it in the other corner. You don't score a lot of goals. That's bold, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that. Very true. Um, chaps, elsewhere in, in the Carabao Cup, Salford City beat Leeds 9-8 on penalties after a 1-1 draw. A mammoth penalty shootout. Yeah. Uh, where Salford, I think, had one, maybe two match points and they didn't take it and then eventually they We did call them that a match point now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't like tennis, but I like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, um, Salford uh, City co-owner Gary Neville was was on co-coms for the game. Which is a fucking scandal. What on earth was now, going look, on there? Because we know that... Um, so people often... You remember back in the day, people say, oh, commentary should be unbiased. Well, yeah. obviously... Oh, that's gone out the window. Yeah, oh, but yeah. I, with Premier League or with, with domestic football... You don't want the likes of Peter Drury and, and, and so on to be to be biased. You know, commentators are often accused Martin Tyler was. Um, but that position of the commentator should be unbiased. I mean, I can remember Scottish, Welsh, Northern Irish people always moaning that English commentators were biased towards England in the World right. Cup. And it's like, well, come on, they are yeah, English. Yeah, so yeah. let's be realistic yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think when you're talking about domestic football, it's a little bit different. However, we're now very much in the age of co-commentators being an ex-player from a one club. club or another. Yeah, you know, yeah. Neville and Carragher are the two obvious examples co-owners a bit much I think so yeah it is I mean I must have said this before but I remember when Arsene Wenger used to co-commentate on France games for TFR mm -hmm. and they'd ask him um, how do you think France are approaching this game in the second half he said, and he'd sit there going I think they should take off Olivier Giroud <laughs> Wow. And you'd be like, all right, okay. Yeah, like, I'm really worried about him getting injured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excellent. That. I, mean, I mean, Gary, Gary Neville and this gang have, have cycled through so many managers at Salford City. It's yeah. a bit like, it just feels a bit like the Emperor in the Coliseum. What are you yeah. doing the thumbs up or the thumbs yeah, down? He, he also did like a post match interview. Yeah. It was just like, oh, this is ridiculous. Oh, I mean, the other day he was interviewing Chris Eubank Jr. about a fight coming up on Saturday. Yeah. He's got absolutely no boxing pedigree whatsoever. No, well, that, that, but that's a no, different. It's, it's a, yeah, but it's. Still, fine. it's equally poor. If we're having digs, then fine. That's what, but it is a, it's a different dig. Yeah, it is a different dig, but my digs will be varied. It's a jab. Okay, I, it's a I jab, know, exactly. A, a good yeah. pun intended. But I mean, you can I buy a lot, but there's digs everywhere. I know Michael Bridges was also on Cocoms, a former Leeds United player, but again, I, as I understand it, he doesn't have any shares or anything in the club. They've essentially is, just gone for the novelty of that, right? It's yeah. very rare that Stilford are on TV. Do you, so. think, do you think it's they've gone for it because if they think, well, there's a lot of player names to. He knows them. He knows yeah. them all. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think I've mentioned this before. I asked Gary Neville uh, when I interviewed him uh, ooh, five or six years ago what if Salford City progress through the, the leagues, which yeah. they have, and you're then. You, you got to analyse or co-commentate and he was a bit stumped he was like oh yeah I've not actually thought of that what a surprise I mean yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't want to kind of divert too much from common accepted wisdom but my opinion is that Gary Neville was a bit shit like Jamie Carragher's good and I like the Monday Night mm. Football setup. I enjoy the programme I like David Jones um, I like Jamie Carragher I think he's very good I think I just think Neville comes across these days as just a bit of a weirdo well I think Neville uh, for the first few years was pretty good but I think correct mm, yeah, yeah I totally power, agree something, something somewhere has changed hasn't it either he doesn't prep in the same way or some unknown factor has has changed the way that he sort of presents himself perhaps it's kind of outside influence mm -hmm. uh, getting to him a little bit and in preempting criticism what you think in deep state speak. So I'm th absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's big 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 football yeah. um, <laughs> no I think you're probably right and I think that happens to a lot of people on yeah. television yeah. Um, but it was nice to see Roy Keane next to Nicky Butt in the stands wasn't yeah. it Jim? It yeah. was of course Nicky it's nice to see the old gang back together yeah. isn't it? Andy <laughs> was saying that uh, Nicky Butt looks amazing now he does look amazing it he looks, looks tough he looks, doesn't he? Yeah, but he yeah, always but he looks gold though but he looks amazing with I don't know well, so he's he just did. settled into that you mean? No, sorry, I think he's, he's a low key very handsome bloke and also he looks great with any hair configuration mm. of course there was the short dreadlocks phase uh, there was the normal <laughs> uh, short back and sides he's completely bald at the moment Yeah, all of it suits him it's strange how he's he's bald but he is undeniably ginger 
Yeah. yeah there's both. no hair there. Bit yeah. of... <laughs> it's got to be the eyebrows. I was going to say, when you said he's bald at the moment... <laughs> He might go to Turkey. Yeah, exactly. He might go to Turkey. There's options. Try and visit Fred. There's yeah. options. Is he, is, he, is he too old for a little stint at Besiktas? I love the idea of a bald player. I love the idea of someone who suffers from really serious male pattern baldness, yeah. who's been bald for 20 years, just yeah. continually saying, I'm bald at the moment. Yeah, no, it's just what I've chosen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't tell me. I'll go to Turkey. Yeah. Get those hair transplants. That was transplants. a bit Roy. Well, that leads us on nicely, doesn't it? Right. To, uh, to Roy. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. Crystal Palace were in action last night. I saw a bit of that game. They, yeah. The Plymouth Argyle had them going for a bit. They went 2 0 up, but then uh, but then Palace's uh, boys uh, scored four goals and Mateta got a hat trick. And the way he lashed the ball in those last sort of two or three times, definitely I think the last two were, were, were lashes. Yeah. The way he kicked it and the noise I'm sure the ball made when it hit the back of that was Premier League quality. Yeah. Yeah. Premier League. I thought exactly that. Yeah. I thought Premier League quality. That's yeah. what he was saying with that. He yeah. was rifling the ball in a, using a technique mm. that basically Plymouth Argyle's players just didn't have available to them. See, maybe, right. You've maybe, had your fun. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe deadline day has got in my head. But for me, the manner was either... Put me in the team or give me a move. Yeah, mm. by Friday. Bit of that about it. It, it. it felt that as well because, of course, Ugo Ekatike might be on the way to Palace, so Ooh. he might be about to get replaced. Big, yeah. And I think, I think you know, there was also a huge amount of Crystal Palace fans there yes. on yeah. a Tuesday night, mm-hmm. travelling all the way down to Plymouth, which is no small feat. It's a big old journey, and of course, you know, the, the big thing about it is when you get there, you're in Plymouth, which is obviously <laughs> even worse. But but <laughs> then you have to travel all the way back on a Tuesday night. I just thought it was great to see yeah. a at least now they've travelled all the way down there for a League Cup fixture they've got a win out of it for those fans and they've seen a hat-trick they've seen one of their players score yeah, a hat-trick which doesn't happen an awful lot yeah. so good on them I think there was a point when they were 2-0 down where they were thinking we are absolute mugs aren't we what are we doing here yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are we doing but they weren't the only Premier League side who had a scare of course in uh, this round of the Carabao um, so uh, Fulham had a scare of course um, uh, Crystal Palace and uh, and Brentford were taken to penalties by a Newport County. Brentford won three 0 on penalties. Clean yeah. sheet in a penalty shooter. Newport played some really slick stuff though, from what yeah. I saw. They've started the season reasonably well. They're right, they're up there in League Two. Yeah. They've had a few wins. Um, that, have you seen them against? They haven't played Wimbledon yet. No, this they season, haven't. Have they? They. But they're around where Wimbledon are, aren't they? They've both started quite well. So. Yeah, they beat Sutton at the weekend, didn't they? Yeah. Right. So maybe that's why they're obviously high on confidence. High on confidence. And it, and it is sometimes. I mean, maybe not with Brentford because they're kind of established now. Although Brentford fans will probably cringe at me. Saying that because it'll be you know speaking too soon. They're an established Premier League. Side. I think so. They're a top, and, top and Newport, ten last Newport away is a proper unforgiving. Exactly. Yeah. It's quite League a difficult away trip. It's quite difficult to know for someone like Thomas Frank how to approach that game. Mm. And, and we talked earlier, didn't we, about Spurs? Perhaps you know Ange wanting to have a look at some players. Maybe uh, Thomas Frank feels the same. But at the same time, you know, the headline will be you lose to Newport in yeah. the League Cup. Who've got and, a bit of pedigree of late in the cup. They have, and and you'd think that Brentford maybe if they are. As you say, they are Marcus established Premier League team. Are they looking to the Carabao to get a little bit of glory? I think, but you've got to, uh, despite the, the the big sides dominating the competition. You know, it, it it is an opportunity for a side like Brentford and even Fulham as well. Who um, I, I don't think Brentford have won a major trophy in their they, history. They haven't. They, yeah, they've won um, the second division, second tier, and they've won the trophy. The yeah. trophy and as I've mentioned it. countless times, there's neither a Fulham. You know, so yeah. it, it would be absolutely huge if they could um, do something like that. But there's a long way to go. Though. That would you ca- would you round. count the 1911 Ealing Hospital Cup as a as a um, a major trophy? Because Brentford have won that. I would I, if I was in that position. Yeah, I would have yeah. done pre Premier League. I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Luton beat Gillingham three two. Nice to see them scoring some goals, isn't it, Jim? <laughs> hey, the first goals at uh, Kenilworth Road. Yeah. This, the, uh, this, the big this. takeaway from this game is that that is the um, the battle between the two worst towns in Britain. 
So does, does Luton winning the game, does that mean they're a better town or a worse town? I don't think it's I don't the same. Think, the same. Well, I think it probably makes it a worse town because the Gillingham fans will be coming away from that going, God, I don't want to go back there again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Outrageous. Yeah. Um, I mean, you likened Luton Town Football Club to a, a truffle pig on uh, Ramble Racks recently. Yeah, looking out. for morsels. They've got to try and hmm. find sniffle out some Premier League morsels wherever they can. Yeah, so that, they've obviously it's not a Premier League morsel, but that is, that's, you know... It's, it's not Premier League it's a nice little hors d'oeuvre though. There you go. Yeah. But is that is that a confidence booster or is that, oh, we, yeah, we nearly got pegged back and Gillingham had chances as they well. They did. I, I think at this point, if you're Luton, and I mean this with love, you just take it, don't you? You, you take do. it and move on You've because got, it's very unforgiving. You're definitely taking that because Gillingham, since they've got taken over, have got money. They've improved a lot in mm-hmm. the last year. I mean, that is the banana skin of all banana skins if you're in Luton's position at the moment. So great win. Definitely because Gillingham are flying, as you say, flying mm-hmm. high yeah. at the top of uh, League Two. It's only the... Um, it's only, um, Andy, your favourite team, Milton Keynes Dons, that are above them in League Two. You know, the proper, the proper Wimbledon. Exactly, yeah. Um, um, but it, 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 it is <laughs> good, even smiling it's at that. good to get some goals. Yeah. Uh, and Wolverhampton Wanderers fans saw five of them. Yeah, Fabio Silva's found his level. There we go. <laughs> I, I don't, can I just say, I know there's a little bit of controversy around Fabio Silva going to Wolves and the Mendes connection and the fee and everything. And yeah. And uh, in, among this, you know, in this kind of parish, he gets a lot of stick on and off the record, Fabio Silva. Mm-hmm. I don't actually think he's that bad. I think if you saw him at the weekend, his, his movement and stuff was fucking decent. Yeah, but also, when he went through at the at the weekend, he missed a chance by... Put it wide, uh, yeah. But it was so wide, I thought, I've come close to scoring at Everton away than that. <laughs> I'm not, I, it was just... Well, That's was where we diverge, Andy. Slight exaggeration. But he does, get a lot, he does get a lot of stick, and I think that, you know, if you look at the age he is, and everything. I, I just, I, I don't know, I think it's a little bit harsh. Yeah, some of the stick is unfair. You but, think but it's the, a little bit harsh. The, yeah. the whole point about this it, very specific incident. The whole point is they paid thirty-five for, million, wasn't it? Yeah, for for someone who'd played one first team game, and you just can't know mm. if he's got the level yet at at this point. That's no, the point, isn't we just, it? We just can't know. Andy. We can't know. It can't um, get better than this. Indeed, it just can't. Before we move on from the Carabao Cup, uh, Portsmouth went out to ten man Peterborough five four on penalties. Yeah. After it ended one all at full time, the good news was that no referees were injured. Yeah. Relief. Uh, also, it must have been disappointing to go out, but there must have been a thousand people there. That must yeah. have been impressive. <laughs> no, exactly, it? No, a lot yeah. of them would have been the usual sort of drifters and con men and pirates. <laughs> yeah, but... Exactly. That's why I love it. That's yeah. why I love it down there. You could hear the bell really yeah. well. I'd love to hear you saying that down in Portsmouth. <laughs> yeah, go on. Go on. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. You, uh, by the way, in Matt Letizia's newsletter, great. I know there's some controversy around that as around this parish. People mm. don't want to talk about it, but mm. I subscribe to it every week. Mm. Um, he, I imagine you learn a lot about microbiology. Yeah, I do. I do yeah. Volleys qualify you to talk about. It's brilliant because it's brilliant. It's, it's brilliant because like Matt Letizia's newsletter is basically played golf, played golf, had dinner with the family. The government want to follow you. <laughs> it's, it's a mad, it's a mad thing. But anyway, <laughs> newsletter number five, which dropped this week. He went to Gunwolf Keys with his daughter. What, in Portsmouth? And he claims he never didn't get any stick. Wow. Which is, I thought was very surprising. The town, or the city, needs needs you, Luke Moore, to whip them up into think, a frenzy. I think our standards have slipped. They have. They absolutely <laughs> have. That's anyway, a disgrace. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit annoying because Portsmouth have, have, have looked at least in flashes like they're going to have a, quite a decent season this season. Shut up, but, please. But it's the, it's the most dangerous fixture for a referee at the moment. Indeed. I'm just pleased that they got through it unscathed. I think we all are. That's the, that's the takeaway I from that. I think we all are. Before we go to a break, everybody, we've got to um, mention Aldershot, of course, who uh, had a tough time at the weekend. Um, and this was a wonderful story. Uh, the National League side uh, managed to end up playing not one, but two strikers 
in goal. Not at the same time. Not at the same no, time. No. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the manager, uh, Tommy uh, Widrington, Widrington yeah. decided Another to Another Southampton legend. He is. He is, yes. Uh, decided to pick no sub-goalkeeper on the bench for their game against Eastleigh. I don't need one. Mm. 34th minute, all the shots keeper were sent off. <laughs> so you bring on a striker in goal and then later he decides no, he's, he's not up to the well, task what happened makes was a sub he, he conceded from his first shot he replaced him with another striker mm. who was already on the pitch yeah. who also conceded the first shot so <laughs> just it turns out it doesn't work you, you, need, you very much need a specialist in that position but even, yeah. though, even, even though it was a free kick the one that the first sub goalkeeper who wasn't a goalkeeper let in it did look like a testimonial goal. Yeah. Didn't it? Of course it would do, wouldn't it? You've, uh, you've got to have a, 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 a sub. Well, I was going to ask you this. So, say you haven't. Say for whatever reason you can't. Mm, mm. Um, do you think the manager, who's been, if he's been in the job for a while, should have an idea in his mind yeah. of who the best outfield goalkeeper is? Because a lot of them seem to, like Jaggy Elka was an obvious one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Rio Ferdinand always used to be put in goal as yeah. well. Um, do you think? Do you think it's the manager's fault that he hasn't got a better idea as to who the best outfield player is in goal? Possibly. Those are probably outliers, though. Right, we all know that about Jagielka because he, you know, yeah. he spent some time as a goalkeeper. I guess he doesn't young. come up as often, does he? Yeah. Yeah. True enough. I mean, maybe he would think, but he probably just did he go for height? I don't know mm. uh, what the relative heights of these um, players were. I, if you're going to not put a subkeeper on the bench, then you should have an idea. Exactly. Yeah, he's only got himself to blame. I agree. There we are. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mahaba, Anna, Stephen, Gerard. Anna El Etifaki, see you soon. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. He's fitting in really well, isn't he, Andy? Yeah, isn't he? That's translated as to um, I'm being treated well. <laughs> my, my, uh, I'm, I'm getting looked after. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm speaking to my family. While blinking torture. They are letting <laughs> yeah. me play Phil Collins. <laughs> 
That's a great reference, by the way. I don't know that one. Yeah, yeah he was in a club and he, he demanded a DJ played Phil Collins and he was like, well, obviously I'm not going to do that. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know who I am. Good reference, Jim. Well done, sir. Now, uh, did you see that um, this week Erling Haaland was crowned PFA Men's Player of the Year? Didn't see that coming. No. Saka won Best Young Player. Yeah. yeah. So well done to, well those, done. to those chaps. Um, but at Manchester City, um, where Harling obviously plies his trade currently, uh, they have had a 47 million bid for Matthias Nunes turned down by Wolves. Apparently, they've, they've increased that to 52 million. Wolves want more than 60 million. Nunes is doing the honourable thing by refusing <laughs> to train in order to force the move. Um, Andy, what do you reckon of this? For, uh, refusing to train to force the move. The I whole think situation. it's the way it's done in the, in, in the modern game. In and, the, uh, yeah. and so you should. Remember last year, Anthony was doing that at Ajax. Mm-hmm. And of course, it, it produced this ridiculous domino effect. So God knows what it's going to do at Wolves. Because after that, Edson Alvarez, his teammate, went on strike to try and force a move to Chelsea. And then Mohamed Kudus, who's obviously just moved to West Ham, went on strike to try and force a loan move to Everton. Yeah. Can, can I and just at say, that point, it's like, come on, man. <laughs> was he like forming on. a picket line? At yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Can I just say, uh, Anthony's right foot is still on strike. Wilfred <laughs> <laughs> Nonto did it recently as well. Yeah. well Nunez, Mitrovic, uh, Fulham, there was a little bit of that going. Have they unionised? I think so. Nunez Maybe they'll got, start well, they've got it. a union, haven't they? They've got a union already. I doesn't really work in that way but yeah. got, uh, Nunez got sent off against Brighton as well right so mm. maybe he was going I'm not, I've had enough of this yeah. I'm not <laughs> he still has to serve his band though yeah well exactly is that the way around it do you think yeah. but, but why Why are City expecting that 47 million is going to be accepted I, I mean presumably part of that is because they're thinking Wolves can actually go and buy some players which they've not been able to do all summer and they've had a few leave because if you're Wolves when they paid that amount for Matis Nunez in the first place it's just it's just not enough of a profit, mm. especially mm. when they specifically bought him to sell him on. Yeah. Well, that's why the Premier 60's League... 60's not unreasonable, is it? No, well, I mean, not for a Premier League side, no. When you know a club has got money, you just... Yeah. You, you, but as it's a, all part of the dance, no? It's still part of the dance. Yeah, but it? yeah, because they want to be... They don't want to be complete pushovers, I suppose. So they'll probably come in with the money. We know they've, they've got it, but... It, it was a bit like uh, with Mitrovic and the Saudi um, side he's gone to. I, I forget, it's mm. Al-Hilal. Mm. <laughs> they, they could hold out for more. Because they want the player, and that's where player. and that's where the player comes into it and starts to affect it. Because the player, probably mm-hmm. on the advice of its agent, thinks, "Well, Fulham are going to, in this case, Fulham are going to ask for more and more and more because yeah. they know how wealthy Saudi Arabia is." Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, if you want to go there for whatever mm-hmm. reason, you're just, you're stuck in the middle. They can't ever come to a deal. So that's yeah. when the player starts to try and take things into their own hands, right? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. But, I mean, going going on strike to force a move to Everton mm-hmm. is unforgivable. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. I mean, what is going on there? Who did that? I mean, just what Andy said earlier. The oh, I- 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 sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Forgive me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh no, yeah, the Ajax player, but he went to West Ham in the end, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He, he saw the lights. Um, but Manchester City officially announced Jeremy Doku uh, last week, of course, the Belgian winger from Rennes uh, joining up with the team. Andy, tell us about him. Great fun. Really, really great to watch. Of course, people will have seen him a little bit during Euro 2020 when he came on and had that great cameo against Italy. He needs work, there's no doubt about it, but he's such an exciting dribbler. When you say needs work, it sounds like he's out of work. <laughs> you know, like Ren didn't want him anymore. He's just yeah. walking around, and he's sending off his CV. So he'll get, get him a tech right. job somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> get him on his feet. Exactly. Yeah. Are you interested in this move? I do need work. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, if, he, if he's if he's a wide forward player, there is a lot of work for them nowadays, isn't there? Mm. Get Let's yourself down a deco. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we, well, we look forward to seeing. He's, him he's really he's really entertaining, and he's something that City don't 
have. Yeah. That wide player that stays wide and like a proper is, natural is really winner, dynamic. Yeah. yeah. Which is Great. interesting. How exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, Jim. Yeah. It's all right because like, all we do is have a pop at Chelsea these days and yeah, Saudi Arabia. So Man City get away with it. They think, do, actually. Yeah. I think uh, you should respect the champions. That's all. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do you respect yeah. Arsenal fan TV, Jim? <laughs> not really, no. No, fair enough. He's changed his tune. Not even called that now, is it? No, it isn't. Yeah. But, uh, because the club didn't want them to use the word Arsenal. <laughs> I know they're not returning your calls, but don't have a go at them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the memories remain. Yeah. Uh, Roma have agreed an £8 million season-long deal with uh, Chelsea forward Romelu Lukaku. Yeah, I found that really interesting. I've, Nicky Bandini on them, on the content was talking about how much he would be loved there, how much they'd love mm. him to have him there. And uh, I just think that's quite an interesting move, actually. Yeah, there were people at the airports greeting him and stuff, weren't there? There you go. Yeah. Well, interesting you mentioned the airport, Andy, because Roma's owner, Dan Friedkin, personally flew... Lukaku to Italy. Yeah, as in like piloted the plane, yeah. didn't he? Why are they like this? Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have wings, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put him on his back. Yeah. But, it, but that, He's could, that could sound like he just paid for it, which would be a sort of obvious thing. Sure. You wonder what sort of weird billionaire stuff he made him do on the way. It's like, yeah. so you're going to take a quick detour to my fountain of youth. Yeah. <laughs> like Matson in Why are succession. you like this? <laughs> just Lucas Matson in succession. Yeah, or that, that bloke who thinks he looks 20. Oh, yeah. But he's 45 and he looks every day of it. It's like, look how young I look. Whose female partners just keep leaving him? I'm not aware of that, but that does do. check out. I think they do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll continue that on Ramble. We're getting distracted. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting distracted. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Chelsea themselves are apparently interested in Emile, in, in Emile Smith-Rowe, mm. which... Uh, that been rebuffed, be, apparently. Has it really? Yeah. I love a rebuttal. Yeah. Because I'll love. I, because I tell you why. Because <laughs> you're so used to it. Because rebuttal, <laughs> rebuttal is like an interesting word. But I think to be rebuffed, yeah. to me, sounds like it's rude, but it isn't. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, if yeah. I rebuff you, it yeah. sounds like I'm doing something rude, but yeah. I'm not. I'm well, just you, saying no. Luke gave you, me a good rebuffing earlier. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you, you famously refer to the gooch as the buffman's bridge. Exactly, yeah. So it's, maybe yeah. it's come from It's the word buff, from isn't it? It's buff, mm. yeah. You're in the buff. I also liked it when Mark Wood, you know the um, cricketer, who, um, fast bowler for England at the Ashes, and, and mm. Vish actually goes wrote his book. That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, he described in, a, uh, in an interview after a game once, because he's basically a real pace man, so he mm. knocks it down there at like 90 or mile an hour. Just like Vish. Yeah, basically, yeah. Well, Vish, Vish is more of a man of the bat, as we know. He is, very much so. And Mark Wood was being interviewed, mm. and, and they, I think, I can't exactly remember the context, but the interviewer said, oh, you, you weren't bowling it down quite as quick this time. And, then, and Mark Wood said, yeah, I wasn't quite giving it full biff. <laughs> and, I, and I enjoyed that as well. Yeah. Full biff. Get giving biffed. it a full effort. Get biffed, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're getting distracted again. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yes, uh, Chelsea, Emil Smith, Rowe, Jim. That would be very sad to that see him be go rubbish. there. They don't, they don't fucking need him. No, they Why don't. do they keep signing these players? There were, were rumours um, <laughs> on, on Arsenal Twitter, which is a, a varied place, to say the least. Now um, you have to call it A Twitter now. A Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. A they, on X. That they had offered <laughs> Mikhailo Mudrik as a swap. Oh, it's yeah. ridiculous. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? There's some good stuff on X at the moment, though. Oh, ever since it's become X, it's, it's just... It's been brilliant. It's been super. The Musketeer knows what he's doing. He knows he's having his... And can, he's going to buy a Premier League for engagement say, now. Right, can I just say... You're absolutely spot on yeah. there. The thing that needs to happen <laughs> is the musketeer. Because let's be honest, we're all in the same fucking cesspool here, yeah. right? The musketeer. We're all in the fucking shit. Yeah. Premier League's a joke. Pile in. Musketeer needs to pile in. Yeah. He needs to get Man United. He needs to go in there late doors. If he can do 44 billion for X, he can do 6 billion for United. Trump 2024. And I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm Come not, and buy Burnley. Yeah, I'm not. I'm with, not the, with the way X has gone, don't you just want him to take over Southampton? Oh, now you're talking. <laughs> 
<laughs> the thing is, the thing is, he never, he never. I, I don't want Southampton to go out of business. I've always maintained that. I yeah. want them to lose every game between now and my death. Yeah. But I don't want them to go out of business. Mm. So I well, don't that's want what's that. happening with X. He's losing every all game. credibility, but it's still there. But yeah, you played true. Sunday League in about twenty years. If that was the case. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm fine with that. And Southampton <laughs> have already lost all credibility, in my view. So there's no problem with that, is there? I, th- I think Musketeer needs to get involved in the I Premier League. It's, it's a marriage made in heaven. There was a rumour that he was he, he joked about buying Man United, didn't he? But you exactly. can never tell when he's joking. Exactly. And what you've no. got to do, because he's just desperate to be loved, mm. if he does tell that joke, you all just pile in and go, what a brilliant idea, Elon, and he'll do it. Mm. And that's what happened with Twitter. So I reckon he could do it. I've got nothing against Man United. I, I just picked them out at random. And I know that because they're for sale. What have you got against Elon Musk? Uh, not well. A lot? Use his proper name, please. <laughs> Elon the Musketeer. <laughs> Anyway, good section, Nick. Carry on. <laughs> but I think it would be a great shame if Emile's. What have throw. you got against him? Yeah. <laughs> I th- but you're right, though. Like Chelsea are just they just stockpile these players. I mean, Mudrick, how much money did they spend on him? And of course, Arsenal did want him, so it might be mm. a tempter. And, and, and here's the thing: not enough has been made about. And maybe Andy knows more about this than me. I'm sure he does. He knows more about me on most things. I don't think enough has been made about this policy Chelsea are adopting. Yeah. I just don't... I we can't, talked about it last week, didn't we? I can't see how it ends well. I really can't. Mm. Well, they're all they're all fairly young players on very long contracts, right? So the idea is to protect their value. It's, it's risky. Yeah, but, but Jim, but, but what, okay, what if... The, like, that's the thinking behind what, it. What, what if they're not good and you're stuck with them for eight years? Or, here's another one. What if they are really good? What's the first thing them and their agent are going to do? New contract, please. Mm. Yeah. You know, they're not going to. We'll, we'll I, see, I, won't we? There's nothing built in there, presumably, that says if you do this amount and you win mm-hmm. this amount, you get more and more and more money. Players who play really well ask for new contracts. Or, or, or they go on, as we just spoke earlier, don't fucking want to play, or they get demotivated, or they want to move. And players who are terrible that are stuck on these massive contracts, you know, I just don't see how it it's ends. Like you have a generation of Winston Bahadas. Exactly, yeah. exactly well, the, right. The thing is, though, we don't, you know. Todd Bowley's fairly new to football still. We don't necessarily understand everything he's trying to do at the moment, but we know he, he thinks outside the box and um, that m- might be really fruitful in the past. I mean, look at the, the situation with the sponsor. They wanted more money. Mm. Um, three wouldn't pay them more money and now they don't have a sponsor at all. So right. the man is an innovator <laughs> <laughs> in ways that we don't understand at all because they look mental. Mm. The bolinator. You know, the bolinator. To be fair though, Jim, we have complimented on their, them on their kit. I and think, I think one have. of the reasons why I, I like the badge and the um, logo. I like the shiny badge. badge. No nice. sponsor. Yeah. You know, it's very Nottingham Forest, I should say. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think the man is ahead of his time. Um, and and another good decision Chelsea have made um, this week is that they announced that the club will no longer provide subsidised travel for away fans travelling by coach to domestic games. Subsidy, the subsidy was ten pounds per supporter. I mean, it's um, not great look, is it? That'll no. fund another youth player, would it not? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, but, but it picture. won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Chelsea supporters trust have been absolutely scathing about that, understandably, and, uh, totally, and, yeah. and completely reasonably. But I think if they just explain the concept of the twelfth man, it would just give them an eight-year deal, and <laughs> off they go. They'll be fine. <laughs> but like the thing is, you know, the Chelsea supporters trust um, statement does make it very clear that um, these this subsidy is incredibly valuable to young supporters, supporters who use wheelchairs and mobility scooters, people who are unable to drive due to medical mm. conditions or cost, supporters who are ambulant disabled, supporters who are required to be dropped off very close to the stadium, vulnerable supporters, and supporters who generally rely on affordable mode of transport to support the club. Essentially, I mean, what you're saying is we can afford mm. to do this, this, mm. this, and this at a ridiculous level, to the tune of billi- a billion pounds, mm-hmm. effectively, which is an extraordinary amount of money. Sack managers, hire managers, yeah, pay them off. Yeah, we can't afford to. I think I think the budget for that mm. was 200-something thousand, 
250 a grand. Year. It's like a, yes. it's a player's uh, weekly wage. It's, ju- it's mm. just saying, it's not saying we can't, it's just saying we, we don't won't. want to. Yeah. And that's why Supporters Trust, for example, are so important yeah. mm. to speak truth to power in a moment like this. And yeah. it's not all about, I think football fans sometimes get get a bad rap in that you know people say oh you know people don't care as long as as long as their clubs are getting the best players there is other stuff that matters to fans of course mm. there is and for fans to come out and say stuff like this is so so important definitely and it's another example and Chelsea aren't alone in doing this this isn't even necessarily specifically a dig at them but this is what happens when supporters are treated as customers yeah but that's it it's all a load of bollocks you know I, I we were saying this uh, about MLS and the way they're charging um, home fans yeah. ridiculous amounts of money for when Messi and into Miami turn up now which is the most predictable policy ever of by course the way. of course and we were saying that and I was like blow me imagine that in the Premier League and then you go yeah but I mean Premier League fans have been chat on from great heights in a number of ways this is unfortunately this is this is the state of play you know if you and and you know we, we laugh about Elon Musk taking over a Premier League team because it's all a cesspit as a football fan you're just hoping that you get a nice billionaire take you over. Exactly, that's the yeah. same. But never, never hope. Always question the people running your club. Of course, in, unless it's unless it's you, the fans. And the no, point, you, Andy, the point that... you made about Messi there is is interesting because for the probably the past 25, 30 years, clubs in Spain, like smaller clubs in Spain, have been doing that when Barcelona and Real Madrid come. They've been charging sure. season ticket yeah, holders well. more to get in, and I think that points out that there's still quite a lot of power amongst fans in this country. Because when the Super League stuff came out, where did everyone look to? Even UEFA were really looking at, well, the the English fans will do a protest. And actually, the fact that English fans, including Chelsea fans, including Arsenal fans, took to the street and said, we're not having this, that was a massive, massive Mm. turning point Mm. in the Super League idea not going through. But but that's the limit, though. So we found the limit of what... what, No, but fans... the The problem is the fans football fans generally and you've got to be careful kind of criticising them because they do go through a lot and you're right to say they've been shat on from a great height for a mm. number of years but a lot of time I find it frustrating that fans channel their energy in the way they channel it mm. so us having a pop at this situation from Chelsea which has basically been highlighted by the Chelsea Supporters Trust which is yeah. basically mm. the official supporters group there will be Chelsea fans yeah. going get off our club check out check out <laughs> our social media check out when this gets put out on social media check out the comments mm. it'll be a lot of Chelsea fans saying why are you picking on us yeah. and the energy's channeled the wrong way the yeah, same yeah, way yeah. The same way is another example when for and this is just the example I've picked at random, not having a pop at anyone in particular. When Sunderland went through what they went through, mm-hmm. a lot of rival clubs fans were much more content to say, ha ha ha, yeah. look at that, yeah. than say, shit, this could affect us. Yeah. This could affect all of us. This mm-hmm. is a working class mm-hmm. club with a rich history mm-hmm. yeah. that provides a massive community service, and we would rather laugh at yeah. it because they're a rival club. Football fans sometimes don't understand the power they hold, and if they banded together. Mm they could get a lot more achieved. Easier said than done, of course, and it's easy for me to sit here and say that. A lot of time, the energy is just challenging the wrong way. You only find the common ground when it's the last resort. Exactly, and Andy's absolutely right. It's unthinkable that a European Super League would have ever proceeded to empty stadiums because it would look like a fucking terrible product, and Mm. the fans have got the power to do that. Um, That's why I I massively support the idea of fans um, going and support their local club. Go and support your local non-league club. Take your money. You can go and watch Chelsea on the telly, whatever you want to do, but um, support your local team. You feel much more of a part of it. Mm. And again, it's easier said than done, but that's but, how I, mean, I feel about it. I mean, it. you can support a big side. As, you know, it's, it's, well, like, I support a massive club. Well, a club I'm with a big history. Well, yeah. I think the whole nearly point... Nearly went to the wall. The whole point with this is these are people spending every penny they've got trying to support mm-hmm. their club 
and it's being mm. made more difficult but, for them but this by the, their club. But this is the problem. It goes back to the point. If, if if you know billionaires come into football clubs and so on, they completely take it for granted. They absolutely yeah. do. No, I, I think there's a definition here. I think you're talking it's about not just billionaires. I, I think you're yeah. talking about uh, hedge funds approach which is that customer's thing that, that, Whatever, that Jim well, was talking about. Because the interesting thing with, say, Newcastle and Manchester City, part of, part of how sports washing works is be nice to the supporters. Yeah, yeah. Get them on your side. So that is actually totally different. It's not about the amount of money. It's about the approach to using that money Fine. and about how you're expecting the business to work. Fine, okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's not going to change, sadly, but we wish it bloody would. Yes, absolutely. There we are. Um, one situation that uh, is probably not going to change uh, anytime soon is Harry Maguire playing for Manchester United, or at least uh, being at the club. Um, the, 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 the... Ask him if I do a poll on Twitter and ask him if they'd rather um, the Musketeer took over yeah. or Harry Maguire stays. <laughs> That's a good point. That presumably they all want both because <laughs> <laughs> it will not be Man United fans voting. Best of both worlds. Well, they've t- apparently they've Manchester United have told Harry Maguire that he will not be leaving the club. Yeah. Okay. Now, got a mind game, isn't it? It is. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're trying to pack your bag. You're not going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what I wanted. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's the old reverse psychology, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there seems to be a dispute on how much he would um, get paid. Uh, or, or there yeah, would he be wanted a, about seven mil, didn't he? To leave. To leave. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a, it's a strange old situation. He's yet to feature this season, of course, uh, Harry Maguire, and. Uh, presumably, Marcus, it will be like Kylian Mbappe. As soon as the transfer window's over, they'll be playing him left and right, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going to get a loyalty bonus, but uh, <laughs> Andy, I don't think it is like that. I think as soon as the transfer window closes, absolutely nothing will change, mm. and Eric Ten Hag will continue to pick players who don't even play in that position ahead of Harry Maguire. I, I, if I was Harry Maguire, I would be doing all I can to to leave for yeah. West Ham. You've got a, you've got a huge club there, one who started the season well, by the way, but, who but, want you, and and if you go there. He would be probably their main defender. You'd have he to would. Say, yeah, I think his. I think his. I think people would suddenly go. Oh, actually, Maguire is actually not a bad defender when he's playing in this sort of team and that style. You're you know, spot on, but it's not about that, is it? It's about what he and his team think he's contractually owed. Right, and so that's the. Well, that's I the suppose. I suppose. Yeah, I, I mean, you're not going to you... write off a huge amount of money that you feel like you're owed. Yeah. to go and do something else. I, don't, I just don't think he's. I don't think it's all the all the kind of stick I've given Maguire over the years. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's unreasonable of him. Well, I guess okay. the question, and if that is the case, then fair. Yeah. The question there that you, you're sort of posing, Marcus. I think has he overplayed his hand a little bit, though? I mean, could there have been some compromise figure? Obviously, we're not privy to the intricacy of the mm-hmm. the talks. But you were saying he'd go in there and be West Ham's best defender. Had a great start to the season, would he? I mean, if you're West Ham and he's made it so difficult, if if you were given the opportunity to sign Harry Maguire in the next two days, if you're West Ham, would you say no? You might. I think I think they'd still want him, Andy, because despite you know being. But I'm saying of, there's there's a doubt over it now. Mm. They signed Mavropanos now as well. Yeah, um, yeah. So they might well, not even be because, in the market for a defender because they didn't think they could get Maguire. Is that why? Um, I could only speculate on that, but they've, you know, they were looking at Maguire, who is a central defender, and they've signed a central defender. Yeah, so, but I think they're trying to build. I think you, you know the success of last season. You've got European football again at West Ham. You've got mm. to make some signings yeah. and do stuff that makes you think. No, we're not just going to go. Oh, well, that was lucky. We, you know, we we won a trophy and all the rest of it. you. Got to have a bit of, a bit of intent, and I think that would be a, a big signing for West Ham. I'm Team Speller on this. I agree with you, Marcus. Thanks, bruv. No worries. Um, have you seen that Spurs uh, are reportedly offering Eric Dyer to Bayern Munich, and it was described as offering him again and again <laughs> to Bayern Munich? Uh, this was an interesting. I one. Think this is one of Charlie Kane's big ideas. <laughs> that is Harry. He sounds a bit strange. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, seems a lot cleverer. <laughs> do, do you reckon it will sort of be like Carl Power, where Eric Dyer turns up in like a, a waistcoat and lederhosen, 
and it'll try and like blend in. I tell you what, we saw Harry Kane in the Lederhosen, didn't we? we did. Yeah, they're yeah. doing all the publicity shots for Oktoberfest, mm, aren't they? Suits him. He looked fantastic, he's, didn't he? He's fitted in lovely there. Is he it, has. It, I mean, we, we wouldn't be too surprised, of course. Do you think maybe now he's like the king of Munich and they're saying, what, what can we get you? And he's like, I'd like an old teammate, thanks. Bring me somebody. Bring <laughs> yeah. me an old friend. I think so. What, when you've got so much power that you've got Thomas like Latan, <laughs> yeah, that you've got Thomas Muller. Telling you how to chop vice first most efficiently. Mm. Who, I mean, who it's is incredible? Who was the player that was laughing Maxwell. with him? Maxwell. Maxwell. Maxwell it was. Yeah. 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 It could be. I, th- I think. Um. It's sad. I, I think Dyer seems like a good guy. He's obviously been a great pro. He's. He's arguably, you know, should be in, at the right club and playing a lot. He should be in his kind of prime years. Twenty nine now. Twenty nine. Yeah. A lot of experience played at the top level. I can Four, see why people want England him. Coach. When When you say the right club, do you mean one that habitually plays their defence on the halfway line? No. No, well I, 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 th- I think Ange's obviously made it clear that he's not part of his plans. Yeah. And that there should be a club out there. In, in many ways, I don't want to damn him with faint praise. The, the conversation we've just had about Maguire, the point mm. you're making, I, I, yes. Yes. applies to yes. Dyer. I agree. Mm. Yeah. I agree. He's got something to offer. It may not be at a side who, who some would, would see as maybe a top six side or certainly want to get back into that position. Uh, Do you think Bayern Munich have just said, we're Bayern Munich, what are you talking about? I think Because there's talk that Tuchel actually likes him and wants him. Well, because he's a bit versatile. I, I mean, who knows? I, Fulham were interested in him as well. I mean, I, again, if Eric dies for sale, I'd be surprised if somebody didn't come in for him. Agreed. Uh, depending on the price tag, of course. Mm. There we are. Um, right, gentlemen, let's let's finish with some ruddy speculation, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the last 50 minutes has been the most amazing, like unimpeachable fucking... <laughs> Carl Bernstein, Bob Woodward, fucking journalism. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell everybody now, for those who don't know, that the Canada national team's head coach John Herdman has left his post to go to Toronto FC. Now, that means they need a new manager, Jim. Phil Neville has been assistant coach for Canada. You since are June. a naughty bastard, Speller. <laughs> Yeah. failing this is nice. sideways this is, nice. this is nice stuff Andy shut the fuck up this yeah. is nice stuff yeah. tell him Luke this is good ramble content mate. I just, uh, what, is he, what is he like do you know what I mean yeah. he, he thinks Fizzer getting that job would be bad news how has he only just worked out that you're a naughty bastard that's and, what I want to know is that yeah. and how do you Andy why on earth right do you think that I would be worried about what is bad news for Canada okay because this America's hat America's hat. Yeah. Okay. No, we like the lovely nation of Canada. They're a great, great bunch yeah. of lads. Indeed, but this the, the the bad news for them would be incredibly good news for us. Is in, in mm. this particular and perhaps only example. No, I think they need a reality check. They're so nice. <laughs> they need they need Fizzer in there. Fucking bring them back down to earth. Yeah. Showing be, off with the their fe- wild wilderness and their fucking animals. The feather Have in the Neville. Cap. He'd be the feather in the, yeah. in the hat, wouldn't he? Have him wanking in a national park. <laughs> <laughs> Teach in, fr- in French this time. <laughs> yeah, in French. <laughs> Badly done, French. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Herdman obviously had a great time at, uh, at Canada, you know, got them to the World Cup and, mm, yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah, how he did that, though. I, I love the way you're going to put a butt on the end of this. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, he, up, he upset Croatia, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, which yeah. is very easy to do. He's, pro- he's provided the platform for Phil. He yeah. has. And in, but in. In building that platform, he spent all of their money mm. and then some more money as well. Right. And Phil is now in a situation yeah. where there's like there's minus money. Yeah, there's yeah. The, it's very very difficult. And you're Phil Neville. He mm. walks into the job with a beret on like Frank Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> fucking steps on a fucking rake. <laughs> I do love the way that Canadian media sources are put, put, putting out. There's a lot of interest in the job. Oh, of course, just to say, Phil. There's a lot of interest <laughs> in the job. Yeah, there's so many candidates, Phil. I think you know we've we've hit our 
our quota of but English have, blokes. I, I, having said that, I've got a, a, a character reference from a Mr. L. Messi. Oh, there we go. No, he doesn't, though, he? Doesn't, does he? he wanted me to go on to bigger and better. He oh. basically said, I will not have that man the same zip code as me <laughs> if you want me to sign him. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. What, Phil, what Phil does quite a lot, I've noticed on Twitter, old Fizzer, oh. is he like quite passively, aggressively yep. um, retweets a load of England women's footballers on Twitter, just to make it clear that you know I was I was a part yeah, of that. Yeah, I was big time a part of that. Oh, don't, don't worry about that. I, I was the Gerard Houllier of this success. He's got international pedigree. Yeah, if you can call it that. So yeah, I don't, I don't think you can call it. No, that. I don't think you can. Uh, let's hope he gets the job though, Jim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. big time. Come yeah. on! It's nice, not really against Canada. That's a nice stepping stone for the it's other. It's everything job. against <laughs> Canada. I think. I, I think if. If, every, if everything is right with the world, he's got to go to either Canada or Everton. Yeah. Mm. He has, he has Ever, to. Everton is like, that would be it. You know, oh, that, that would be, be unreal. That, I mean, because Jamie Carragher, what did he say the other day, Carragher? Andy and I talked about it on Ramble Reacts. Jamie Carragher said something like, Everton fans have had the worst experience in Premier League history or something like that. Yeah. Phil never comes at that point. Yeah. Then you think, God, that's, we're scraping the ground where the barrel used to be Are now. You're below the ground, I think. Big time. Yeah, yeah. The only other appointment I would um, recommend, uh, other than Phil Neville, is of course Sven. Oh, so, why'd you bring that in there? That was a good section. Are. You fucked it. Outrageous. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening to the Football Rabble part of the Acast Creator Network. Patreon subscribers, don't go anywhere. Every Wednesday, we're bringing an extended Ramble episode just for you beautiful people. Uh, so if you're signed up, keep listening for more Ramble goodness. And if not, get over to the Patreon by hitting the link in the show notes or search patreon.com forward slash football ramble to subscribe for just five dollars a month or get 15% off by subscribing to an annual membership before Friday. Also, follow us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble and don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jim Campbell. You're welcome. Thank you, Andy Brassel. Phil Neville says merci. He certainly does. See you soon. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The Euros are just around the corner. And if you're excited about the festival of football that's to come, make sure you're listening to On the Continent across this summer's European Championships. Join me, Andy Brassel, Dot Nadabayo, and a host of other expert European football journalists for everything you need to know about one of the most eagerly anticipated summer tournaments in ages. We'll have shows dedicated to answering your burning questions, a breakdown of the potential winners from all over the continent, and we'll be reacting to the biggest matches as soon as they happen. It's a European football summer, and we've got everything you need. 
Search On The Continent in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Frank de Boer speelt de bal. Heel goed naar Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp neemt de bal aan. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Listen to this ACAST show ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.